0: In our number eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one. I have an article in front of me talking about how China and Taiwan, from CNBC, are looking at the situation in Russia and Ukraine. For those who don't think the issue of Ukraine resonates throughout the rest of the world, it does. And so. I've been thinking about this. Put yourself in the shoes of the president of Taiwan, or in the high heels. And you expect at some point, this massive country, not too far from your shores. Because Taiwan was originally the island of Formosa, where the nationalists escaped as the communists took it over. Shankai Shek. What would you do? What would you do? And I thought about this tiny country, another tiny country, called the State of Israel. What do they do? What do they do? Well, they don't play defense and just take incoming left and right and left and right and left and right, the wars that they have fought suggest otherwise if they're attacked as they were in the yom kippur war they defend and then they go on offense if they're surrounded then they're going to be attacked as in the 67 war they go on offense first they don't wait to be attacked and that's the way you survive The reason Putin has 150,000 troops, 500 tanks, equal number of aircraft, 40 naval battleships of one form or another in the Crimea, and all the rest of it, is because he knows Ukraine is not armed to defeat Russia. That Ukraine is a relatively new country, since the collapse of the Soviet Union. It was a country long before that, but I'm saying in modern times. So it doesn't have a military capacity that Russia has. And successive presidents, right up to and including Obama, would not give them or sell to them the kind of weaponry they need to defend themselves. And of course, I've talked multiple times about the 1994 nuclear pact, with uh, Ukraine, Russia, Britain, and the United States. And I'm sure Ukraine wishes it never did that. Because now they don't have a really effective deterrence. What do you do if you're these countries that are much smaller and outnumbered? Once you're attacked. I was thinking about Taiwan in particular. Oh, I know I'm just sitting here thinking it through, but the, the neo-frauds who claim that they, they're just worried about the best interests of the United States yet never ever criticize Putin. Have you noticed that? They don't criticize Putin. They like Putin. There's something about autocracy that's in their blood. I don't know what it is. Now, if I were the president of Taiwan... I would attack the closest major city on the Chinese mainland rather than sit there and have my country bombarded and bombarded and bombarded with massive death tolls. I mean, Taiwan is 26 or so million people. It's an advanced small country. It's a country. Every bit as legitimate as communist China, the mainland China is a country. It effectively, for all intents and purposes, was formed at the same time. Ukraine has not always been an appendage of Russia. So why is it an appendage of Russia today? Well, Russia feels threatened. Well, we feel threatened from Mexico. Does that mean we attack Mexico and take over Mexico? Or how about that clown In Ottawa, in Canada, the world's newest Marxist and totalitarian, Trudeau, Justin Trudeau. So Taiwan should prepare, in my view, not just for defensive attack, but for an all-out attack on a major communist Chinese city, because that's what they're going to get in Taiwan. And if communist China and the people of China don't feel any kind of response, everybody are just lookers-on, like there's some kind of a car accident in Taiwan, then the result in Taiwan will be devastating. You might say, well, that'll really piss off the communist Chinese. Doesn't matter. They're, they're already uh, in the attack mode. It's a little tougher for Ukraine. I was looking at a map. Moscow is not close. It's about 700 miles away. I doubt they have a missile system that can reach Moscow. But there are other towns and cities that they can attack. But again, the problem there is most of this is land, not all of it, but most of it. And they have all but surrounded Ukraine, except for the part of Ukraine on the west side that borders a number of NATO countries. But you have to learn from these little countries. They strike out and they attack their enemies. Even when they're outnumbered. I'm talking about Israel in particular. This is something that ought to be thought about. And probably is, I hope. Not just waiting for Putin to decide when he will slaughter tens of thousands of Ukrainians. This is something the Russians do every century or so. 1932, they... Starved to death, up to 10 million Ukrainians. What is it any of our business? God, let's hope our allies don't think that about the United States. What is it any of our business? The level of stupidity is really quite remarkable. Then if you mention it, this could escalate to a nuclear war with Russia. No, it won't. What's with this Gabbard they keep bringing on, Mr. Bidu? Have you noticed that? This former Democrat candidate, the Democrat uh, member of Congress, I guess no longer or soon not to be. uh, Is she an expert on this stuff? She's no more of an expert than I am. Did she fight? Well, she was in the military. I wasn't. But so what? This isn't Canada. I get the comment, too. But some people who've served in the military are dead wrong. Or utterly misinformed. It's watching another one of these colonels. They run the cherry-picked colonels, who said we have to respect the fact that Russia has an area of influence too. Ukraine is an ally. We convinced them to give up their nuclear weapons. We're supposed to respect a Russian invasion of Ukraine. Respect it, not just accept it. Respect it. What kind of people are being brought on television and radio? It's bizarre. It's idiotic. We shall see. Today is Wednesday, the attack did not occur on Wednesday, at least not yet. And there's no evidence whatsoever that Putin's pulling back, and why would he? What's to stop him? His new friend G is all behind him. Germany wants nothing to do with it under their new radical left. Chancellor, the Eastern European states do not have enough power, that's Poland, Hungary, among others, to stop him. There's nothing to stop him. Nothing. If he had had fear of the President of the United States, like he feared Donald Trump, if they felt Trump was unpredictable in many ways he was, Which is a strong card, as Rick Grinnell pointed out the other night, that would be good. But Biden is utterly predictable. He caved to the Islamo Nazi regime in Tehran, he caved to the genocidal regime in Beijing, he caved to the fascistic regime in Moscow. He's caved all of our enemies. Of course, he hates the Republicans more than all of them put together, but you get my point, and they see it, and they know it. 9,000 American citizens still in enemy territory in Afghanistan, and they're still executing in the most horrific way our allies who worked with us. That's not, that's not over, ladies and gentlemen, just because our media aren't covering it anymore. It's still happening. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Folks, I have great news for you today. Hillsdale College, the college that's reaching and teaching Americans about the Constitution, is giving away free copies of this vital document, but only while supplies last. So claim your free pocket-sized Constitution right now at com. L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Every American should have their own copy of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. These days, with so much of our liberty under threat, it's more critical than ever for citizens to read and understand them. My favorite school in America, Hillsdale College, is doing something. They want to give away one million copies of our founding documents this year. To claim yours, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now, tell them where you'd like your pocket Constitution mailed, and they'll send yours free. I want all my listeners to have one of Hillsdale's pocket constitutions. They're essential. Harry, They've only produced a limited number. Reserve your copy at Levin dot com. That's L.E.V.I.N. for Hillsdale dot com. Remember Luis Gutiérrez? The former congressman from Chicago. Remember him? Whatever happened to him? Well, he's back. They dug him up. He's on MSLSD today. How much longer can CNN and MSLSD survive? Does anybody know? Does anybody know? I think, you know, cable is getting weaker and weaker, but these two networks are really wasted carbon footprints. And nobody, I mean, effectively, nobody's watching them. We have a nation of 330 million people. You know, they tout this morning Schmo show, which on a good day has a demo of 200,000. We have many more homeless people than we have people watching Scarborough and the Missus. Anyway, here is Gutierrez, and when you listen to Gutierrez, you're going to know that even now, with massive illegal immigration, the border's wide open, people coming in from all over the world, not just... Central and South America, with God knows what intentions, God knows what kind of diseases or illnesses, that it's not enough to Luis Gutiérrez. It's just not enough. Why? Because Luis Gutiérrez, like so many others, hate America. They hate, quote-unquote, white people with, quote-unquote, European heritage. It just is true. Just listen to them. Just listen to them. Read Media Matters. Read Media. Or don't. Read the New York Slimes and the Washington Compost. So they support critical race theory and LATCRIT and all the rest that I've written about extensively. Here he is. Cut three, go.
2: And so what we are saying is We're happy you're fighting for more COVID-19 relief. But guess who's dying in the meatpacking plants today? Guess who's in jail dying because of COVID-19? Must be
0: immigrants. Must be. Not Americans. Americans don't do anything. American workers don't do anything, ladies and gentlemen. It's the newly minted immigrant who comes across the border, gets immediate welfare, immediate food stamps, immediate Lawyers. They're the ones suffering in America, dying in the meat plants, don't you see? Which is why they're coming in droves. We know this to be true because. Luis Gutierrez says
2: so. Go ahead. Twenty five thousand immigrants whose only crime is to come to America and plead for asylum. That's why they're just excuse me.
0: Excuse me, you moron. What do you mean, their only crime? They came into a nation illegally. Now, by the way, may I ask you a question, ladies and gentlemen? I'm quite serious about this. People coming into this country illegally, American citizens, American citizens aren't even bothering them. We don't have American citizen militia groups rounding up illegal aliens. So what is it? What's the problem? You see, we're not going
2: far enough. Go ahead. Because they're pleading for asylum. You what we say to the Hispanic Congressional Caucus, you can't just say, si se puede. You have to take those words and make actions. Jose, you remember? You're a student of this movement. First, we used the Hispanic Congressional Caucus, and we would force the Democrats and Democratic leadership to take action. And then when we couldn't take action... We declared Barack Obama the porter-in-chief. We were arrested. We, we, we... we Wow,
0: what a civil rights leader. Luis Gutierrez has become, ladies and gentlemen. What a civil rights leader. We've never seen anything like this before. Luis Gutierrez, civil rights leader. Fighting Barack Obama, because Barack Obama wouldn't open the borders big enough and fast enough. Biden won't open the borders big enough and fast enough. Go ahead.
2: Community. And you know something? Barack Obama changed. He evolved. He did. He uh, became and a champion Zaya. of our immigrant community, but only because. Excuse me. We-
0: Excuse me. Excuse me, dimwitted. I'm a champion of the immigrant community. I, Mark Levin, I am a champion of the immigrant community. You come in here legally. You should be protected by the police. You should have access to our schools. If you pay taxes on your way to citizenship legally under the system that's in place, you should have the, all the rights and so forth. Not of citizenship, but of somebody who's moving in that direction. I'm the one who's, the, who's championing immigrants. Gutierrez is the one who's championing illegal immigrants. Folks, I have great news for you today. Hillsdale College, the college that's reaching and teaching Americans about the Constitution, is giving away free copies of this vital document, but only while supplies last. So claim your free pocket-sized Constitution right now at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Every American should have their own copy of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. These days, with so much of our liberty under threat, it's more critical than ever for citizens to read and understand them. My favorite school in America, Hillsdale College, is doing something. They want to give away one million copies of our founding documents this year. To claim yours, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now, tell them where you'd like your pocket Constitution mailed, and they'll send yours free. I want all my listeners to have one of Hillsdale's pocket constitutions. They're essential. Harry, they've only produced a limited number. Reserve your copy at levin for Hillsdale dot com. That's L E V I N for Hillsdale.com.
1: Mark Levin, an unapologetic patriot and unapologetic constitutionalist you can reach him at
0: 877-381-3811 and this is the place ladies and gentlemen where the counter to the counter revolution is headquartered right here this is the place american marxism 1.3 million copies the number 1 book non-fiction fiction for 2001 doesn't matter if it's ignored by the Washington Post or the New York Slimes, even some of our friends in conservative media. Doesn't matter if it's ignored by NBC, ABC, and CBS. Doesn't matter if it's ignored by every single Sunday show in America. Because you don't rely on those outlets and that, those platforms for your knowledge and information and insight. We have different ways of communicating in this country now, which is why this format, conservative talk radio, and others are always under attack. Because as in Canada, really started in the United States, they want to shut us down, whether it's big tech, big media, or just big mouths. You and I have been through this now every step of the way since this book came out in July, but we've been talking about this book since April. Almost a year in the substance of it. And the substance of it. Almost a year. We've been talking about needing to organize, take on critical race theory. Most people have no idea what critical race theory is, and I And I salute to Chris Rufo and Mike Gonzalez and others who've been laboring in this field for some time. Brilliant men, brilliant scholars, patriots. But even so, it wasn't resonating out there with the massive audience, with, with parents, with taxpayers, with communities and neighborhoods. You did this. And it's even reached San Francisco. Millions and millions of Americans watching what took place in the summer of 2020. As American Marxism was on the move, burning down our cities, attacking our cops, killing people, looting, pulling down monuments to our founders, pulling down historical monuments to people we don't even care about or like shutting down academic freedom, shutting down free speech, joined by the corporatists in one boardroom after another. We watched as Black Lives Matter, an openly Marxist organization, an openly racist organization, was receiving kudos from LeBron James and the ESPN hosts, was receiving massive amounts of funds from one corporate boardroom after another, Their name was being painted in the streets, in New York, in Washington, D.C., in every major city in America. As they led this revolt, a violent revolt, and they weren't alone. Unlike the truckers in Canada. And who embraced them? The Democrat Party. Who else embraced them? The likes of Mitt Romney. Never forget. They embrace Black Lives Matter, an openly racist, anti-Semitic, Marxist organization. Now the leadership is gone. Apparently the funding is gone. Numerous attorneys general in various states, including blue states, are trying to investigate and find out where that $90 million went. The United States Justice Department and the so-called Civil Rights Division are completely silent about it. Black communities across this country are wondering where the hell is Black Lives Matter, given the the increase in murder taking place in these Democrat cities. Now that the damage has been done to their police forces, to their health and their safety in these communities, they've left these folks to fend for themselves, as have the elites in sports, in corporate America, in the media. And, of course, in the Democrat Party. But the Democrat Party embraced every aspect of this. Their candidate, Biden. Their candidate, Harris. They embraced it. Their governors embraced it. They wouldn't protect their states. They wouldn't protect their cities. Their mayors led the charge. Their prosecutors led the charge. But the people, in many respects, in many areas, have had enough. When you turn on their children, when you're teaching them perversity that every faith known to man and woman rejects, when you're teaching them to practice flat out perversity and immorality at the youngest age possible, when you're teaching them not to love thy neighbor but to hate your neighbor based on their race. When you're embracing Louis Farrakhan and pretending it's scholarship. When a handful of race hustlers are making millions and millions of dollars with their books and their speeches. And they receive all kinds of notoriety from the likes of Oprah Winfrey. From the likes of CNN and MSNBC. When the most radical elements in this movement are given face time and air time to push their agenda on these various news outlets when school boards are turned into indoctrination mills against their own families against the faith that these these various families embrace when they abandon teaching for indoctrination well, you can only push people so far as I touched on yesterday very interesting by and large the asian community with significant exceptions votes democrat in our cities by and large by and large the hispanic community has been voting democrat democrat party has been depending on this this is why the borders have been open this is why the welfare state has been massively expanded This is the whole argument of white domination and so forth, to try and rally disparate groups, ethnic groups, religious groups, and build this amalgam, this aggregation, into a Democrat party that is politically unstoppable. FDR started it, and so they all want to be FDR. But San Francisco, which has a significant Asian population, particularly Chinese. These folks believe in education. They're being discriminated against by Harvard University. They're being discriminated against by Yale. They're being discriminated against by the Democrat Party. They're being discriminated against because they're smart as a group. Because they believe in education as a group. In Virginia, 54% of the Hispanic Americans who voted, voted for Yunkin, voted for the Republicans. Why? Well, they're smart too. But these are people of faith, mostly Catholic. They don't believe in abortion on demand funded by the taxpayer. They don't believe in critical race theory in the white dominant society. They've come to the quote-unquote white-dominant society to escape their own cultures and societies which aren't white-dominant, but are crime-laden and impoverished. Now what kind of a fool would leave a foreign country, leave generations of their families, come to the United States in order to burn down the United States? So they're not buying so far, what tenured professors are pushing onto students that have been born into this country. White students, black students, brown students, Asian students. They're not buying it. They don't support illegal immigration. Hispanic Americans on the southern border with Mexico and Arizona In Texas, and New Mexico. They reject it. Because they care about their families too, and their communities too, and they don't know who these people are any more than white people would. If white people were pouring over the border, who the hell are these people? We don't know who they are. All the prejudices, all the belief systems imposed on us about How people think and what they believe. And so they're all lies. They're all lies. Now, we looked at the voting patterns, and we know that in the past, Hispanics have voted overwhelmingly Democrat. Yet that appears to be changing. And you know what's interesting, America? This is important. It's not changing because of anything George W. Bush ever said about amnesty, it's not changing because of anything that Lindsey Graham or Mitch McConnell have said about amnesty. It's changing because these people, second or third generation now, are becoming part of the fabric of the nation. And they don't embrace Marxism, which they escaped. Whether they're Asian or Hispanic, they don't embrace Marxism. Many of them escaped Marxism. Whether it's communist China, whether it's what's going on in Hong Kong, whether it's the various Marxist slash socialist regimes south of the border, Venezuela, Cuba, Bolivia, on and on. They know these are government Marxist-created hellholes now, economically. They know it. And so 54% in Virginia vote Republican, in spite of the RNC, in spite of Mitch McConnell. And it was the Asian community, among others, that rose up in San Francisco and threw out three radical, America-hating, Marxist school board members. Because they said enough with the politics, enough with the ideology, enough with the Marxism and changing the names of the schools, enough with the perversity, enough with the critical race theory. Teach our children substance, mathematics, science, chemistry, biology, real history, Teach our children. We're paying for it, and you're abusing them. And these three board members were recalled with a yes vote by over 70% of those who voted in the city of San Francisco. They reject AOC. They reject Talib. They reject Omar. They reject Baker and Presley. They reject the Marxist-Stalinist pull up your within the Democratic Party, which is Marxist enough. Nancy Pelosi now is forced to look over her shoulder, which is very painful given the number of face jobs she's had. That is my opinion. Do I have proof? No. But I'm happy to bring her on the program and ask her. But, that, but that's it. It's true. It's difficult to turn your head when that happens. But you get the point. Alison Collins, the president of the board, Gabriela Lopez, and Fauga Moliga. Three of the seven members were thrown out on their asses. San Francisco is probably, if not the, one of the most radical left cities in America. Even the mayor had to go along with this. They've turned Union Square and San Francisco into a human feces hole. Many of you have visited San Francisco. I've often said, no offense, I'm from Philadelphia, that San Francisco is our most beautiful city. You can't say that anymore. The amount of carjackings, murder, open thievery and burglary that's taking place. Quote, the voters of this city have delivered a clear message that the school board must focus on the essentials of delivering a well-run school system Above all else, said San Francisco Mayor London Breed, who supported the recall. San Francisco is a city that believes in the value of big ideas, but those ideas must be built on the foundation of a government that does the essentials well. She has moved from a radical left position. She sees it. She sees what American Marxism and these forces have done to her city. And at least she has the sense to wake the hell up. Not so. In Philadelphia, my city, and so many others. Take the masks off, let the kids in school, educate them. Is that too much, they ask? Apparently it is. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, I have great news for you today. Hillsdale College, the college that's reaching and teaching Americans about the Constitution, is giving away free copies of this vital document, but only while supplies last. So claim your free, pocket-sized Constitution right now at com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Every American should have their own copy of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. These days, with so much of our liberty under threat, it's more critical than ever for citizens to read and understand them. My favorite school in America, Hillsdale College, is doing something. They want to give away one million copies of our founding documents this year. To claim yours, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now, tell them where you'd like your pocket constitution mailed, and they'll send yours free. I want all my listeners to have one of Hillsdale's pocket constitutions. They're essential. Hurry, they've only produced a limited number. Reserve your copy at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for hillsdale.com. think i'm a very logical person try to be you know i'm not into chemistry i don't do the biology stuff mathematics you know i gotta calculate it matter of reasoning why is there a vaccine mandate on truckers in canada at all when vaccine mandates are being lifted in our most radical left cities in the united states here I pointed this out last night, it was regurgitated today on television, but you don't even see Biden pushing for vaccine mandates anymore. You don't see major corporations pushing for vaccine mandates anymore. You don't even see mayors. They're lifting them. They clown governor of New Jersey, they clown mayor of D.C., and you can go on and on. They're lifting mandates. So what's going on in Canada What's going on in Canada is the disintegration of freedom, which actually started in America two, three years ago. Forcing businesses to shut down, forcing churches and synagogues to shut down, sending the police out to shut down gymnasiums, sending the police out to shut down restaurants, hair parlors, And now, you see, they're concerned about all the people losing their jobs. No, they're not. Do you think I destroyed Harold Ford Jr.'s career, Mr. Bdub? You thought I might have last night when I said, this guy seems like a very good guy. It's not that I always agree with him. Sometimes I do. It's shocking. But he seems like a very decent guy, the way he argues and so forth. And so very likable, don't you think? I hope I haven't destroyed him. That's not my intent. Back in 2010, you may remember, I wrote a book called Liberty and Tyranny. And we talked about it at length, probably over the course of 18 months. And that sold one and a half million copies. One and a half million copies. It came out simultaneous with the Tea Party movement. The Tea Party movement in that book shook America. It changed the midterm elections. It gave the Republicans majorities. And the leaderships turned against us. Now, watching the riots, watching the lead up to the election, Soon after the election. Watching the push for critical race theory. And a trans ideology. Ideology. Movement. The use of climate change, so-called, to destroy our economic system and on and on and on. Just as in 2010, it was really 2009, I said, I need to write something about what's going on to give some kind of a substantive, intellectual, some would even say scholarly, foundation for people who really love and care about this country. I did do, decided to do exactly the same thing. And so I turned in this manuscript, it's now February 2022, ten months ago, And named it American Marxism. But we were talking about it. Perhaps you didn't know. As I was writing it. I was running ideas past you. And this is what I do. I run ideas past you through various monologues or discussions. Or projecting off various events. Trying to figure things out. For those of us who love the country and our family and our faith. And even though I've been asked to remove the poster of American Marxism from my site, from my studio as I do my Sunday show, I will never remove the book. And the whole point of the poster and the book being there isn't to hawk the book, it's to push the idea. It's here. It's here. You see San Francisco. You see what's happened in our country. You see what's happening in Canada. You even see what's happening in Israel. How they spied on Netanyahu and the people around Netanyahu. It's unbelievable what the left will do. I'm not even talking about the communist Chinese or the fascistic Russians. I'm talking about here the Democrat Party, in Canada the Liberal Party, and in Israel the equivalent. And I pointed out right from the get go the counter revolution to the American revolution is in full force it can no longer be dismissed or ignored for it is devouring our society and culture swirling around our everyday lives and ubiquitous in our politics schools media and entertainment once a mostly unrelatable fringe and subterranean movement it is here it is everywhere you you your children, and your grandchildren are now immersed in it, and it threatens to destroy the greatest nation ever established, along with your freedom, family, and security. Of course, the primary difference between the counter-revolution and the American Revolution is that the former seeks to destroy American society and impose autocratic rule, and the latter sought to protect American society and institute representative government. The counter-revolutionary movement of which I speak is Marxism. Now let me pause here for a moment. If you listen to this program, you're, you're a different kind of person. In that I mean you're earnest. You want to learn. You want to know. I don't come behind this microphone. and I am not patting myself on the head. Please trust, trust me in this. With the usual pablum, bouncing around from matter, I don't do it. I'm not interested in it. I can't listen to it. So I don't. I am blessed to have this platform. And if I should lose this platform, I'll find another and another and another. There are millions and millions of us. We're not going anywhere. Nobody's going to stand in our way. Nobody. When I go to a book signing at Tyson's Corner, Virginia, and 7,000 people show up? Or i do a book signing in suburban New York City and 5,500 people show up? It's not because I'm some movie actor or celebrity. It's because you believe in this country. You believe in a cause. That's why. The counter-revolution, or movement of which I speak, is Marxism. I've written about Marxism at length in two earlier books, *Meritopia* and *Rediscovering Americanism*, and discuss it regularly on my radio and television shows. There are also untold numbers of books written about Marxism. It's not my purpose to contribute to yet another long treatise, to the many that already exist, but the application and adaptation of core. Marxist teachings to American society and culture, what I call American Marxism, must be addressed and confronted lest we are smothered by its modern manifestations and make no mistake the situation today is dire in America many Marxists cloak themselves in phrases like progressives democratic socialists social activists community activists, etc as most Americans remain openly hostile to the name Marxism. They operate under myriad newly minted organizational or identifying nomenclatures such as Black Lives Matter, Antifa, the Squad, etc. They claim to promote economic justice, environmental justice, racial equity, gender equity, and so forth. They've invented new theories like critical race theory, phrases and terminologies, Linked to or fit into a Marxist construct. And they claim the dominant culture, quote unquote, and capitalist system are unjust and inequitable, racist and sexist, colonialist and imperialist, materialistic and destructive of the environment. Of course, the purpose is to tear down and tear apart this nation for a thousand reasons and in a thousand ways, thereby dispiriting and demoralizing the public undermining the citizenry's confidence in the nation's institutions, traditions, and customs, creating one calamity after another, weakening the nation from within, and ultimately destroying what we know as American republicanism and capitalism. But there should be no mistake that various leaders of this counter-revolution are increasingly outspoken and brazen about what they are, including bands of openly Marxist professors and activists. And they are supported by a core of zombie-like woke followers. Whatever their labels and self-descriptions, pardon me, ladies, I'm reading with one eye. The left eye is not doing so well. I'm I'm reading with my right eye. The essential characteristics of their beliefs, statements, and politics exhibit core Marxist dogma. They occupy our colleges and universities, newsrooms and social media, boardrooms and entertainment, and their ideas are prominent within the Democratic Party and Oval Office, in the halls of Congress. Their influence is seen and felt among the most witting as well as the unsuspecting. And in news reporting, movies, television shows and commercials, publishing and sports, as well as teacher training and classroom curriculum throughout America's public school system. They use the tactics of propaganda and indoctrination and demand conformity and compliance, silencing contrary voices through repressive tactics such as the cancel culture, which destroys reputations and careers, censoring and banning mostly patriotic and contrary viewpoints on social media, even including former President Donald Trump, and attacking academic freedom and intellectual interchange in higher education. And by the way, this book will be published and I'll let you know when, in Spanish, in the not-too-distant future, at my request, and my publishers have been in nothing but supportive. Indeed, they take aim at all aspects of the culture, historical monuments, including memorials to Abraham Lincoln, George Washington, abolitionist Frederick Doug- Douglass, and the 54th Massachusetts Black Union Regiment, Mark Twain, William Shakespeare, Mr. Potato Head, Dr. Seuss, Disney cartoons ad infinitum. Pronouns are banned and replaced with nondescript words so as not to offend 58 flavors of general identification, gender that is. Past social media posts are scrutinized for early indications of insufficient fealty to the present day Marxist hegemony. Journalism and editorial pages are sanitized of non believers. And yet, historical and present-day experience shows that Marxism and its supposed worker's paradise are responsible for the death of tens of millions of human beings and the impoverishment and enslavement of over a billion more. Marx was wrong about almost everything. The Industrial Revolution created a vast middle class unmatched at any time in world history, as opposed to an army of angry proletariat revolutionaries hell-bent on overthrowing the capitalist system. And despite the Marxist class warfare rhetoric of Democratic Party politicians and their surrogates, with technological and other advances, capitalism has created unimaginable and unparalleled wealth for more people in all walks of life than any other economic system. And I go on on more technical aspects. Nor was America's economic success built on imperialism or colonialism. The very resources America is falsely accused of plundering from other countries have not in and of themselves made those countries wealthy, even though they are the repository of these resources. American know-how and ingenuity, born of freedom and capitalism, are the source of societal and economic development and achievement. Not to say advancement. And then I talk about what is this appeal of Marxism? And We go through the book from the opening chapter of which I will stop reading to Hate America Inc., our universities racism, genderism and Marxism climate change fanaticism propaganda, censorship and subversion and then the all important chapter 7, We Choose Liberty and the longest part of chapter 7 deals with education Organizing recalls of school board members, the use of the Freedom of Information Act, organizing parents, organizing students, organizing neighborhoods, attending school board meetings, using the Freedom of Information Act in the state, using private attorneys or legal organizations, I'd agree with you, to bring litigation, demanding to see what the teachers are doing at seminars, demanding to see textbooks. Demanding to know how teachers are paid. Demanding to know about their unions. Insisting on parent involvement. Insisting on citizen participation. Community committees. All throughout Chapter 7. You and I, together. Our voices, our activism. Have brought us to this moment. Whether the Commonwealth of Virginia... Or the city of San Francisco. And I think our belief systems and our values are shared by by most of the people in a country like Canada. And they see it too. Canadian Marxism. The same problems. The same autocracy. The same war on working people, on the middle class. The same war on capital creation. The same war on the individual. They see it. We see it. Our counter-revolution to the counter-revolution. That is, our embrace of the civil society is beginning a march of its own. Stay involved. Stay active. We must not allow the American Marxists or the Canadian Marxists to kneecap this effort. We must not allow the likes of Mitch McConnell... And the Republican establishment and establishment parties in other parts of the world to cripple us by pretending to be part of us while behind the scenes they choose candidates that show fealty to the likes of a Mitch McConnell rather than to the American people. I'll be right back. love, Alright, here's the deal. I've been telling you for a couple years now to switch to Pure Talk, and thousands of you have. Let's hear from one of those happy customers. Here's a note from Robert of Miffenburg, Pennsylvania. I was a 20-year customer of Verizon that needed to upgrade my iPhone 7. I checked my Verizon deals and even spoke with a rep, but wasn't impressed with the offers they were giving, especially being a 20-year customer. I heard about Pure Talk on the Mark Levin Show and checked it out. I was really happy with the deal I found, but still nervous about going to a new category. Carrier. Ultimately, I kicked Verizon to the curb and couldn't be happier with Pure Talk service. I saved $300 on my new phone, got 15 gigs more a month on my plan that costs less. I personally couldn't be happier since switching to Pure Talk. Well, friends, stop being scared. From your cell phone, dial pound 250, say Mark Levin, and this month, you'll save an additional 25% for your first three months. Or just go to puretalk.com and enter promo code MarkLevin. And save today. You know, ladies and gentlemen, as the Marxism elements of the Democrat Party, the modern Democrat Party, are exposed, they lose. So why are we so afraid of calling it what it is and exposing it? Well, you and I aren't. Until the Republicans in the Senate rid themselves of Mitch McConnell, who is a cancer on the Republican Party. And the zombie-like senators who show up when he shows up at a news conference and stand to his left and his right, who hope to replace him because they have a similar lack of personality, no principles, and are your typical politician who most people cannot stand. The Republicans won't make the kind of progress legislatively that they should. The Republicans may well take the Senate, thanks to us, again. Mitch McConnell is in Alabama trying to defeat a conservative candidate, Mr. Producer. Our friend, who we're going to bring on this program. Mitch McConnell is working throughout the states to try and make sure reagan slash trump Constitutional conservatives are not nominated. Because he wants life easy on Capitol Hill. And so the candidates he's supporting against our candidates have multi-millions of dollars because Mitch McConnell is working with the corporatists. He's not going to take on the corporatists. He's not going to take them on. Because he works with them. He's not going to take on Washington because he's part of it. He needs their money. He benefits from Washington. One of the things you need to ask any candidate who seeks to become a United States senator from your state is if they're going to vote for Mitch McConnell to be the leader. Right now we don't have any Republicans, whether it's Cruz or Rand Paul or anybody else, who vote against Mitch McConnell for the leader. That's kind of strange, isn't it? It's like a mob boss. Well, if this doesn't stop, I don't care how many senators we send to the Senate, there will be no effective change and pushback. The pushback and effective change is you from the bottom up in the school boards, in the state legislatures, and yes, in Congress. This is a movement. It is a real movement. And these people have no idea in Washington or the media how this movement came to be. Inflation under our current administration is at 40-year highs. Everything's more expensive, cars, gas, groceries, housing, cost of living increases, are bankrupting Americans, which is why you need to find areas in your life where you can actually save money. And your wireless bill is one of them. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile all overcharge you for the same service you could be getting from Pure Talk at a fraction of the cost. That's why I'm a customer and why you should be one, too. And listen to this. The more lines you have, the more you save. Right now, you can get four lines, talk, text, and data for just 64 bucks. That's not per line. That's total, which is how the average family is saving over $800 a year. Find out how much you can save. So do this. Go to puretalk.com. Find the plan that's right for you, find the phone that's right for you, or just bring your own. Then, this month only, enter promo code Levin Podcast, and you'll save an additional 25% off your first three months. That's puretalk.com, promo code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N, PODCAST.
1: America's most powerful conservative voice the mark Levin show dial in now eight seven
0: seven three eight one three eight one one so now we have school boards holding segregated meetings we've come full circle we've come full circle school boards holding segregated meetings and what are the various groups straight gay not sure LGBTQ, we break it into the alphabet soup. Race. You know, what does it mean to be black or white? Nobody's purely black. Nobody's purely white. This whole thing is a concoction. And what ought to be preached and taught is, seriously, the Ten Commandments. Love thy neighbor. Treat each other with respect. But it's not, it's not good enough, apparently. Hillary Clinton finally breaks her silence. I thought the headline, Mr. Producer, at the New York Post was going to be Hillary Clinton finally breaks wind. Oh, you know what? That probably wasn't very funny. Now that I think about it, I'm I'm like, I'm going to lose my lunch from five hours ago. She calls John Durham claims fake scandal. This woman needs to be in front of a federal grand jury. She'll waddle into the grand jury room. No doubt wearing a very unattractive pantsuit. And she needs to be questioned for five hours. They point out the former first lady, senator, secretary of state, and two-time Democratic presidential candidate. Can you imagine her in any of these positions? Finally responded today to last week's court filing by special counsel John Durham alleging that her 2016 presidential campaign paid for computer research to link then-candidate Donald Trump to Russia. Here's what she said in her full-throated screech. She said Trump and Fox are desperately spinning up a fake scandal to distract from this real one. She said this on Twitter because she's a twit. So it's a day that ends in why. The more his misdeeds are exposed, the more they lie. Mm, Robert Frost. She's a poet and she didn't know it. For those interested in reality, here's a good debunking of the latest nonsense, she said. Attaching a link to a Vanity Fair article, and we all know that's authoritative. You'll never believe it, but Hillary Clinton did not in fact spy on Trump's White House. Oh, yes, she did. She was involved in all of it. Why else would it occur? Was intended to help her. She needs to be in a prison cell. She needs to be in a prison cell. With another prisoner. Maybe a prisoner. Henrietta. Or Bertha. If you get by drift. She needs to be in a prison cell. Very much. This woman has escaped the law for her entire life, from her crappy law practice in Arkansas all the way up to today. All the way up to today. And the media is still covering for her. She'll establish an inference in a narrative tying then-candidate Trump to Russia. That's what she was all about. The fact is Hillary Clinton is corrupt. Now you might say, Mark, she might sue you. Well, corruption has a very broad word depending on its application. That said, can you imagine a better way to conduct discovery? And I want to congratulate my friend, Jesse Waters, and he is my friend. Somebody else has finally listened to what I am saying about this guy, Mark Elias, who I've been talking about, how long now, Rich? A year, maybe two? This is the slip and fall ambulance chasing radical left wing kook democrat lawyer who has his bony hands in everything. In everything. He's the legal Svengali. Not particularly great lawyer. Just has some grit. And I've noticed, Mr. Bedusa, when you look at Mark Elias, he looks a lot like Brian Stelter, does he not? He looks like a guy that also had his ass kicked across the kickball field when he was in sixth grade. Just me, I just, I just think that's what these guys are. That's what he looks like. Stelter and Elias. And hopefully John Dermott will get to the bottom of all of them. Time will tell. But Hillary breaks her silence. This is all fake, ladies and gentlemen. We all know Trump had ties to the Russians. This is all fake. Hillary has done more damage to this country. Even more than the big dummy. She's done more damage to this country in her various positions. I mean positions she has held. I mean government positions. She's done more damage to this country. And I have to say this, and I've said it before. I am no fan of Bill Clinton. I'm no fan of a guy who was a serial adulterer. You have to wonder if he's been able to escape, uh, you know, various... What am I trying to say, Rich? How can I say this without causing a problem? Transmitted diseases, may I say? But you, on the one hand, you've got to look at the guy, which is tough, and you've got to say to yourself, I do understand why you couldn't stand her. I really do. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? No, I can't. No, I can't. I can't imagine. So the quickest way for him to handle that would have been a nice, clean divorce, get it over with. But she's a self-made woman, Hillary. She's a self-professed feminist. As she held onto her husband's coattails one step after another. Nobody heard of Hillary Clinton until Bill. Bill. Maybe she'll run for president again. You know what? I think that would be cool. I think that would be fantastic. And I don't really mean run. I mean waddle. Maybe she'll waddle for president again. May I say that? I think I will. I believe in equity. 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 In the right light, maybe in a silhouette, she looks a lot to me like Chris Christie. Do you agree with me, Mr. Producer? And may I say Chris Christie? Or C squared? In the right light, you look a lot like Hillary. I mean, again, the silhouette is, is, really, is really quite similar. And I'm, I'm saying this with all due respect, as you can imagine. I'll be right back. Mark lovin' Alright, here's the deal. I've been telling you for a couple years now to switch to Pure Talk, and thousands of you have. Let's hear from one of those happy customers. Here's a note from Robert of Miffenburg, Pennsylvania. I was a twenty year customer of Verizon that needed to upgrade my iPhone 7. I checked my Verizon deals and even spoke with a rep, but wasn't impressed with the offers they were giving, especially being a twenty year customer. I heard about Pure Talk on the Mark Levin show and checked it out. I was really happy with the deal I found, but still nervous about going to a new character. Ultimately, I kicked Verizon to the curb and couldn't be happier with Pure Talk service. I saved $300 on my new phone, got 15 gigs more a month on my plan that costs less. I personally couldn't be happier since switching to Pure Talk. Well, friends, stop being scared. From your cell phone, dial pound 250, say Mark Levin, and this month, you'll save an additional 25% for your first three months. Or just go to puretalk.com and enter promo code MarkLevin and save today. Now, I mentioned it earlier, and I won't go too far in this, but you know I had that uh, situation behind my left retina. And um, unfortunately, due to conditions out of my control, uh, I haven't been able to get a shot in that eye for the last uh, 7 to 10 days. Yes, a needle shot, but the way my guy does it, it actually doesn't hurt. And um, so what's happening is I'm having a little bit of trouble seeing out of it, so I have to close my left eye to read out of my right eye. So when you see me on Sunday, on Life, Liberty, and Levin, and you see my left eye, it'll be right on your screen, a little lazy, a little bit closing, you'll know why. I'm not winking at you, no. Hey, look over here. I don't have Tourette's, you know. I don't have uh, Nancy Pelosi eye immobility. It just depends. Sometimes she blinks away like a fly. Uh, Other times her eyes are wide open like a frog. So you never know with her. But that's the situation. Just to pass that along. Mark, you always have something. Uh, Well, what do you want me to do? I can't control it. You know, my wife's... Grandmother, she told me, once said to her, this stuff about the golden age, Mr. Producer, is baloney. <laughs> That's when all this stuff starts to show up. It's baloney. And by the way, I like baloney. Do you like baloney, Rich? Why does my family make fun of me when I like baloney? I like baloney with a little mayo on white bread, you know. Exactly. Exactly. You know, Jewish guys, were supposed to have, I have the corned beef uh, with the hot mustard on the rye. And make sure it's the rye with the seeds on it. Okay, I can eat I like that too. But I like bologna. I don't eat a lot of it because I understand it's compression. But I like it. I don't like bologna from the left. That's a whole other story. Not from the left. By the way, we have a great guest next hour. I told you we're going to... Go all over the country. There are candidates out there who uh, who need to be promoted, in my view. And this gubernatorial race in New York, I think, is up for grabs. And I've already endorsed Lee Zeldin, and Lee Zeldin's going to be on in the next hour. This guy is sharp. He's been a fighter. He's principled. His views have been known, and he would be a tremendous shot in the arm for the state of New York. I know there's other repubes out there. Mr. Producer supports one. Another guy supports another. Ah, oh, that's fine. They're nice people, but they're losers. So I'm going to uh, continue to promote Lee Zeldin. And, uh, you know, we've promoted the Attorney General in Arizona. we promoted uh, Josh Mandel in Ohio. Um, and others. I can't remember everybody. Can you, Rich? Mo Brooks. My man, Mo Brooks, of course, in Alabama. Who McConnell's trying to take out.
1: Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin.
0: Hello, America. I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm Mark Levin. Our number is 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Anyone know who Susan Wojcicki is? Is it Waja? How do you pronounce that name with all the consonants? Wojcicki. Susan Wojcicki. Does anyone know who that is? She's the CEO of YouTube. She's part of the famous Susan Wojcicki Ringling Brothers outfit, I think. And she's on a Zoom meeting yesterday. Uh, We want to thank our friends at Rumble. I didn't know Rumble had all this money where they're offering uh, Joe Rogan $100 million, Mr. Producer. They're not offering me anything. Weren't we the first big show to bring people over to Rumble? Hmm. i got to figure out what Rogan's doing. Anyway... She's very concerned. You know what she's concerned about over at YouTube? Listen to this.
3: Cut four, go. So the, so basically that's like, you know, so I think governments like can can always. What is it? Are- like, 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 <laughs> I think governments, you know, like,
0: like, like that. This is the YouTube CEO who can't even express herself. Let's go back to cut four at the top. Go ahead.
3: So, the, so basically, that's like, you know, so I think governments like can can always, you know, our, our recommendation if governments can you, want can to have... you speak in
0: complete sentences. So basically, like, 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 you know, I think government can always, you know, our recommendation. How did she become the CEO? Let's do this again. Cut for go.
3: So, the, so basically that's like you know so I think governments like can can always you know our, our recommendation if governments want right to
0: there have- Mr. producer make sure you include that piece of that clip in the mumblers go ahead
3: so the, so basically that's like you know so i think governments like can can always you know our, our recommendation if governments want to have more control over online speech is to to pass laws to have that be very cleanly and clearly defined such that we can implement it
0: ah uh,
3: such that we can implement
0: it we just need the directions we just need the directions we will not fight against censorship but YouTube censors people all the time, as long as they're not part of the government and as long as these people that they censor are mouthing positions that might be different than the government. You believe this? All you youngsters out there who use YouTube, and most conservatives use YouTube. Go ahead.
3: You see the laws being implemented or, or being suggested Ah, that- shut up, you idiot. I'm giving you a
0: scarlet letter. How do you like that, you jerk? Susan, uh, whatever the hell your name is, CEO at YouTube at the government. We just need more direct laws. Oh, there's all kinds of laws. We can reach back into modern history and give her the kind of laws that she's looking for. She'd be perfect in the Trudeau administration, not to mention the Biden administration. We just need, although her German's not that good, best as I can tell, Mr. Producer. She'd have to bone up on that, as you know. What about the spying on Trump? Are they concerned about it at the White House? By the way, why do we still call it the White House? Shouldn't we call it like the Indigenous People's House or something, Mr. Producer? I would think so. Something must be done about this. So here's Jen Psaki asked a simple question. Yeah, you remember Hillary? Yeah, Hillary. You know she was spying on Trump. Ah. Cut five, go.
4: Durham says there was an outside company with ties to the Clinton camp uh, monitoring server data info on the executive office of the president through the Obama administration, possibly into the Trump administration. Uh, do you know if there's still a system picking up server data on the EOP, and if not, when it
3: stopped? Again, I, I know you asked my colleague a few questions about this the other day, uh, but I would point you any. So questions you had about-
0: time to prepare. So you had time to prepare. It's a simple question. Are you guys still doing this? Are you still doing it? Yes or no. The answer should be, of course not. No. No, we would never do anything like this. And yet that's not the answer. Thus, what's the answer? Go.
3: The Department of Justice. And then is what So was we have dis- to go
0: to the Department of Justice to ask about servers in the White House? And I'm sure we'll get a great answer from Meritless Garland and his uh, colleagues of kook, creeps, and uh, and cronies. Go ahead.
4: In the, the filing there, monitoring Internet traffic, is that, generally speaking, would that be considered something
3: along the lines of spying? Again, I'd point you to the Department of Justice. I'll answer
0: the question. The answer is yes, young lady. The answer is yes, spying. Uh, and uh, those were simple questions that required simple answers. But unfortunately, we have a simple ten. Now we have Donnie Douche. Donnie Douche is on the Morning Joe. It's a little fella. He thinks he's a tough guy. doesn't look tough to me, does he, to you, Mr. Producer? I'll bet I could take him. Not that I'm going to do that. I just bet I could. And uh, there's Donnie Douche, double D, on the Morning Schmo. Now, he can't get FaceTime anywhere else unless it's the post office. And he's a Trump hater. He's a very wealthy man. I don't know how he made money, but if he can do it, anybody can So here's Donnie Douche. If Democrats don't get this right and start sweeping elections, democracy's over. So ladies and gentlemen, if we don't elect Democrats, democracy's over. Isn't it like the opposite? In the green room over there at MSLSD in New Jersey, do they allow drug use, Mr. Producer? Do they hand out like free needles or something? I'm not talking about Donnie Douche in particular, of course. Cut seven, go.
4: What Donald Trump understood was that Americans hate elitism. They hate it. The the, the average person. He he understood
1: resentment. That's what.
0: Oh, that's Barnacle. All these names. Donnie Douche. We have Mike Barnacle. What's next? What's next, Mr. Producer? When will little Dick Durbin be a guest on the program? Do you know We'll have Donnie Douche, Mike Barnacle, Little Dick Durbin. we got a whole uh, menagerie going on here. Now, what he understood was resentment. Resentment? Isn't that the ideology of the Marxists and the Democrat Party? You have too much money. Give it to me so I can give it to somebody else. We're going to redistribute wealth. Resentment? That's you, pukes. By the way, let's, let's be honest with each other. For all intents and purposes, when you look at ratings and then you look at the population size, there is no CNN and there is no MSNBC. Now, what do I mean by this? It's an example of logic. You know that old line, if a tree falls in the forest and you don't hear it, has it fallen? Well, of course it has, just because you don't hear it. Okay. Okay. So if CNN sends a signal out and nobody watches it, is CNN sending a signal out? Of course. But it really doesn't exist anymore because nobody's watching. Get my drift, Mr. Producer? CNN, and there's MSNBC. There was a, MSNBC's number two in cable. Well, that's number two in cable. Behind Fox? That doesn't tell you anything. They can be way, way behind number two. And they are. It's a freak show over there at MSNBC. Now, CNN is is like the people who even MSNBC wouldn't hire. They can't keep their pants on. They're shooting rockets all over the place. Uh, uh, there's all kinds of uh, incestuous stuff going on there among very ugly people, I might add. And, in fact, it's very disturbing to even think about it. And then you have MSLSD. No standards at all. They bring in Sharpton. They bring in... Uh, Joe Scarborough, rejected by Fox, lousy on radio. Are they ever... We're coming back. We're going to uh, rebuild our radio show. We'll be back. They never came back. Why? Because they lied. They were never coming back. You people didn't want to listen to them. Anyway, let us go to... uh, finish with uh Donny douche go ahead <laughs>
4: <laughs> and, way. and, elites. <laughs> okay. yeah. and, and yeah. that was it was about race and it was about elitism and he understood that and that's and we can't give that back to Republicans <sighs> it's really we we really are and and we are on the precipice if we don't get this right this time thank yes we don't get this right this that's time Mika,
0: the uh, Ed McMahon of the show oh
4: thank you thank you
0: douche good douche go ahead you put McCarthy back in, you put Trump back in, our democracy is over. I'm not over- You're overstating. Such a I'm not overstating this. I'm really not. And let me get the hell off the stage here so I can go get my two eggs and uh, my bacon and the, and the potatoes at the deli down the street. But democracy's over. If democracy's over with that election, what's this clown doing with his money and why is he here? And then they wonder why people are upset. Why are we against each other? Why are people arming themselves? Why, why is there violence? Because of people like Donnie Douche. That's why. And as long as Scarborough embraces Douche, we're going to have a problem in this country. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Ladies and gentlemen, as you well know, throughout my career in this esteemed business, I have endorsed candidates, I have opposed candidates. I have supported Democrats. No, I haven't. I can't think of one, actually. I have supported Republicans, and I have opposed Republicans. It happens. And over the course of my life, I've actually attended Republican events. And at this old age of 64... I still attend from time to time Republican events, and I'm asked to speak. And what am I speaking about these days? American Marxism. Exactly what I say on the air. And I'll be doing this in Palm Beach in March. Media Matters, the Soros Front Group, which is populated by reprobates, by hacks, by people who should be investigated, and whether they're complying with their IRS rules, they're very upset Despite Fox's rules, Mark Levin will be speaking at Mar-a-Lago. Can you believe it? And I did run this by Fox, and they said they'd prefer if I didn't, but it's obviously up to me, given the circumstances. And I said, of course I will. If I can say it on the air, right here, radio. I'm not doing Fox five days a week, three hours a day. Radio. I do Fox once a week on Sundays. If I can say it here, I can say it there. Now, I know Media Matters opposes this. They don't believe in free speech and participation and all the rest. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not violating anybody's policy, but I'm embracing my own conscience. Absolutely, I want to see the Democrats lose and lose badly. I want to see organizations like Media Matters investigated by the criminal division of the Justice Department, the tax division, as well as the Internal Revenue Service to determine where they get their money and what they're doing with their money in terms of partisan politics. It is ironic and hypocritical indeed that they, a tax-exempt organization of sorts, which does one thing and one thing only, support the Democrat Party and attack the media outlets that raise questions about their candidates, are worried about me. But they don't have to worry about me. I'm bulletproof. It's true. New York has a great opportunity now. A great opportunity to sweep out Albany, to get a real person as governor, or bring some sanity back to that place. After Andrew Cuomo, and after his lieutenant governor, now the unelected governor, think she's uh, Justin Trudeau with the iron fist putting people out of work she's even more radical than Andrew Cuomo was and I've endorsed listen endorsed Lee Zeldin who is a fantastic congressman who is a good friend and who I think would be a, a wonderful wonderful governor and by the way they destroyed his current seat with these outrageous uh, gerrymanderings that are taking place in New York Lee Zeldin how are you my friend
4: I'm doing fantastic. It's always great to be with you.
0: Likewise. Likewise. Well, um, you see what's going on now in Albany. The lieutenant governor has more of an iron fist than Andrew Cuomo. I never thought I'd say this. Uh, And uh, she would like to be the elected governor, not just the anointed governor. I see the attorney general, who is obsessed with Donald Trump, she's decided to bow out because she can't win. So she'll go back to her obsession. It's Long overdue, isn't it, to get somebody in Albany who has integrity, who is uh, using common sense, who believes in bringing uh, enterprise back to the state of uh, New York, who believes in upholding immigration laws and so forth and so on. Isn't that what you want to do?
4: Yeah, absolutely. We have to break what is one-party democratic rule in Albany, outsized power of self-described socialists, and they are destroying the state. New York is leading the country in population loss. And from uh, district attorneys like Alvin Bragg, who should be removed for their refusal to enforce the law, to ending all COVID mandates and repealing cashless bail and safely extracting our natural resources underneath us. We are rich in, in natural gas and and other options that create jobs and generate revenue, allow us to lower taxes. They're on so many different fronts from preserving freedom Fighting socialism, and as you say, Marxism, because that that is something that is real in this state, because we have not just the the AOCs who are heading to D.C., but all of her friends who head up to Albany, stabbing the the men and women in blue, uh, raising taxes as if taxes have no effect on behavior And I'm sure as you and I are having this conversation and so many New Yorkers are thinking about fleeing for places like Florida and Texas and elsewhere, that there isn't all across Florida and Texas and South Carolina meetings where they're all talking about how they're tripping over themselves to move to New York. And we have a chance to reverse it. And instead of watching Democrats on their heels, um, Republicans on their heels and losing in places like Georgia, we have an opportunity to put Democrats on their heels and losing in places like New York, and I am I am all in. Losing is not an option. We are going to win this race, and I will not accept a b- defeat. I'm not in this race to come in second. We're battling, as you talk about, we're battling for the heart and soul of our country. Here in New York, we're battling for the heart and soul of our country. We're also battling for the heart and soul of our state, and uh, I'm all in. I'm in Bruin County right now, heading to Buffalo. I was in Syracuse this morning, 10 events in Rochester, on Friday, it's a big, beautiful state, and it's all turning red.
0: hmm That's great. Now, when you look at what happened in San Francisco, when the people there rose up and threw out three radical members of the school board in San Francisco, and when you saw what happened in New Jersey in this last election— that they were very spooked the democrat party they almost they almost were thrown out of the of the top positions there that must give you some hope that the people have awakened to what's taking place
4: yeah november 2nd while well, people were looking at what happened in virginia here in new york we flipped nassau and suffolk uh, district attorney and nassau executive and new york city council seats in different towns upstate from colony to hornell so people in new york were seeing the political earth moved underneath us. The pendulum, people are asking, well, the pendulum swing between now and November 8th. It's actually swung already. And as you point out, we just saw the results come in from California. People are taking control of their destiny. Democrats are saying that their party has left them. And we just, instead of getting votes from Democrats by being Democrats, be proud, principled, conservative Republicans, bring out our message and earn their support.
0: Lee Zeldin, I'd like to hold you over the bottom of the hour for another five minutes or so. We'll be back with Lee Zeldin, who I've endorsed, who's running for governor of New York. We'll be right back.
1: You're listening to Denali. The Great One. The Great One. And you can call in now. 877-381-3811.
0: Eric Hananoki at Media Matters. He's been there since 2007. He is their investigative reporter. Somebody sent him an invitation to something I'm speaking at. A very, very, really on the ball investigative reporter. I'll also be at CPAC in a few weeks, so you might want to report that. Because you're an investigative reporter, after all. CPEC, Eric Hanonoke, and he's trashing Gutfeld, and he's trashing Brett Baer, and he's trashing uh, just everyone he can get his hands on. Oz, he's trashing Hegseth. How does this group have a nonpartisan tax-exempt status, this Soros front group? That's what I want to know. And I'm sure they have loved my friend Lee Zelvin, who's running for governor of New York now. Lee Zeldin, there is a movement afoot in New York City and elsewhere to allow illegal aliens to vote. Now, how would you prevent them from voting in statewide and federal elections?
4: So that's the problem. So in New York City, they just legalized the the non-citizen voting 800,000 people for the November 2023 election. Fortunately, they won't be allowed to vote this upcoming November but if you, we don't fight back and get the courts involved and to get this all the way up the system in order for them to rule on the principle of one person, one vote is a right that belongs to U.S. citizens and U.S. citizens only, then the Democrats will only look to repeat what they do in New York City in other places around the entire country. It's illegal. It's unconstitutional. Clearly, the legislative branch and the executive branch with one party dem rule They're not going to do anything about it. We have to get the judiciary involved, and and it's going to need to be, like here in New York, it's going to have to be the federal courts, and they should rule. The principle of one person, one vote gets diluted when you give U.S. citizens, uh, give away their right to people who are non-citizens.
0: And, of course, at the federal level, they want to get rid of the uh, voting ID, so can you imagine illegal aliens voting, you get rid of the voting ID, you'll never be able to track down who's voting. It's it, They will so completely and utterly corrupt the system. It's It's just shocking and appalling that they do not want to play fair and square on the left and the Democrats. Are you concerned that even so, even though this won't kick in until after the election for governor and some of these other seats, that there'll be, uh, may I say, hanky-panky going on now in some of these cities that uh, that won't go back to pre-pandemic and tighten up their standards?
4: Oh, th- yeah, this is absolutely happening. Now, I support voter ID. We should have it in all 50 states. We should have it in New York. You're requiring six-year-olds to show their papers to eat at a restaurant in New York City, but they're not requiring... They're saying it's racist to require an adult to show their ID in order to vote. Um, I believe that they... That that this is happening right now. I've seen the documentation. People are getting onto the rolls and actually voting, and they are illegally in our country. In order to go through the citizenship process in the the United States, you can't be on voter rolls. So they submit uh, a request to the County Board of Elections requesting to be removed, and they're basically outing themselves. So, my home county of Suffolk. We have a stack of documentation of people who through the years have gotten on the the voter rolls and they actually voted. They created a new law in New York State where illegals are able to get driver's licenses. And there was a box that you could check to register to vote. Then they changed the rule where instead of opting in to vote, you would have to check a box to opt out. So you go get your driver's license or some of these other benefits Mm -hmm. that the government's providing and shouldn't you're automatically being registered to vote unless you ask not to be registered.
0: We cannot allow radical local city councils and mayors to destroy our voting system from the bottom up and then allow radical uh, members of the House and Senate to destroy our voting system from the top down. This is a broad-based attack on the right to vote and the right of the franchise to ensure that voting is legitimate, isn't it?
4: Yeah, 100%. And last November, there was a constitutional amendment that New York, in this blue state, uh, New York voters went and rejected same-day voter registration, and they rejected a separate ballot proposition for no-excuse absentee balloting. The voters of New York have risen up. We've seen widespread bipartisan support for voter ID, widespread bipartisan opposition to ballot harvesting. People want election integrity. Unfortunately, last November 2nd, when they went to vote in New York, those proposals, the, the top items to weaken our election system by Democrats, they both went down. And fortunately, people rose up. They got smart. They got educated. They got involved and they voted.
0: Now, what about this gerrymandering that's going on in New York in these blue states? It's been horrific. They're trying to wipe out the last Republican seat in the state of Maryland. In your state, they're trying to blow out three or four Republican congressmen, and, and you'll be down to two or three Republicans in a huge state with a huge population.
4: Well, first off, I think that the courts should overturn these maps, and that's a possibility. Uh, they, they did a massive gerrymander, even though twice it went to a statewide uh, vote in the past where they set up a commission to draw the maps. And the New York voters have already voted for a different process than what this supermajority Democrat legislature just passed. The court should overturn the maps. But here's the best part, and, and you know you you've gotten to this point. You, you talked about it on your on your TV show too. That we you know, we could talk about how we believe that this November will be the biggest Republican wave or, uh, of our lifetime. We can't have this mentality that's just going to happen on its own, that we're going to ride some surfboard, in. And we have to work hard for it, taking nothing for granted, all in, battling for the heart and soul of, of our country. It is going to be key for us not to accept defeat and say, okay, yeah, New York, we're going to go from eight Republicans to two. Instead, we have an opportunity to increase the number, make them pay for their greed. We hold the seats that they were going after, and we go after even more because they weakened other districts in order to try to reach out to others. Because you can't redistrict conservatives, Republicans out of New York. I would love to see us do our part, breaking the supermajority in the state legislature, and even better, having even more Republican members in the New York Congressional Delegation, make them pay that price at the ballot box for the greed with the maps. People
0: throughout the country need to understand the reason they have this super-duper majority in Albany, their state capital, is because they gerrymandered the seats in the State Assembly and the State Senate. And uh, they're doing it again. They want a super-duper, super-duper majority. It really is so autocratic. It's just Unbelievable. Now, I don't think there's many state judges who are going to step in, uh, but you think a federal case, has anybody brought a federal case? I think the Conservative Party of New York has brought a federal case.
4: The Conservative Party has been great. There there are a number of plaintiffs. They've brought litigation. It's working through the system. While there isn't much optimism uh, in the state court, fortunately, we have some conservative Supreme Court judges in New York, the lowest court in New York is the Supreme Court. The highest court is the Court of Appeals. doesn't make any sense that they no. call it these names. Um, but ultimately, when you get to this Court of Appeals, a lot of them are Cuomo appointees. They're probably just going to hold the water for the Democrats and we will need the federal system to be able to step in and do the right thing here. Um, I, I, I believe that this state legislature, uh, that we have an opportunity because you can't redistrict Republicans off of Long Island and out of New York state. But the best part is that when I go to democratic areas, the Asian American voter in Flushing Queens, who's tired of having their friend you know, got punched in the face because they're Asian or in Williamsburg, someone got punched in the face because they're wearing a yarmulke, the violent anti-Semitic hate, or pushed in front of an oncoming subway car or a small business that has to close down because they're getting looted. A DA who's refusing to enforce the law. They want to feel safe on their streets. They want to feel free. They want to be able to stretch their money out to be able to survive here. Democrats, the Asians in Flushing Queens, the black pastors in Sunnyside Queens, the Hispanic voters in the South Bronx, Democrats, in many respects, they're talking about balance, and they're realizing that the Democratic Party is destroying their city. I really feel like we're going to get the votes that we need, not just from the Republican areas, but even hitting our marks of what we need in the democratic areas too.
0: All right. Now, if people want to help you in New York and throughout the country, Lee Zeldin, where do they go?
4: ZeldinforNewYork.com, Z-E-L-D-I-N-F-O-R, New York. York. It's all spelled out, ZeldinforNewYork.com. And we're on social media. And I appreciate everyone who's out there fighting a good fight. And thank you, Mark Levin, for being a champion, for all of us on the airwaves every single day with a principled fight leading the charge. God bless you for being a great patriot.
0: Well, aren't you kind? Maybe I'll come into New York and vote as an illegal alien for you. All oh, right, Lee God. Zeldin. You know. Yes. I, I'm moving to Florida, so I've got to vote for DeSantis. I've got I to figure out how to do this, Lee. All right, yeah, just kidding. Lee, down there. God bless you, my friend. Take care of yourself, and good luck. It's a good man. Very good man. If you can help him in New York or anywhere in the country, I hope you will. Now, who was the candidate you liked, Mr. Producer? Astorino. He's a good man, too. I didn't mean to say that he's a loser. Uh, Even though I did, I certainly wasn't intentional. I know tomorrow is one of these anniversaries that we dread. It's one year since Rush Limbaugh passed away. It doesn't seem like a year, and some days it seems like 50 years. Every patriot this country misses Rush Limbaugh. This isn't a put-down of anybody. It's not even a put-down of me. There'll never be another Rush Limbaugh, as you well know by now. And I miss him personally, greatly. And I often, probably too often, read the last email exchange we had. I think it was Christmas Eve. Then I never heard from him again. Because he was sick. Very sick. He guided me in many ways. He guided me on how to be a radio host. Basically, be yourself. Don't be anybody else. He used to say nobody's heard from you yet, Mark. Honestly, he used to say nobody writes books like you do. Early on, when I would provide him with legal advice, just because I enjoyed doing it, as you know, he named me the director of his legal division, F. Lee Levin. Well, there was no legal division, and of course, F. Lee Levin was a takeoff on F. Lee Bailey. He was hilarious. Rush was. And in private, with his family and friends, he was not bombastic. He was a kind soul. He cared about his fellow man, and he cared about you, his audience, more than anything else. He was often annoyed in his career at the bureaucracy in radio, whether it was program directors or regional managers or ownership or whatever it was, but he muscled through it because he knew what he wanted to do and he knew it would make a difference and he knew it would work. And it worked in a spectacular fashion. You hear me talk about Media Matters and the rest of them. They all wanted to destroy Rush. They wanted to destroy his character, his reputation, and his position with you. But they couldn't and they failed because of you. Because you loved him and he loved you. He knew he was dying. But he came behind that microphone every day, every day he could, even after the treatments. And the treatments were brutal. And we miss him a lot. Call him what you will, we miss our Babe Ruth. We miss our George Marshall very, very much. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. It Would be nice if the Republican Senate, Mitch McConnell, had one tenth of the guts and strategic ability of the House Republicans, who are now, as I speak, moving to try and thwart Biden's sellout to the Iranian regime on some new nuclear deal. Where's McConnell? Where's Thune? Where's Barrasso? Where's Humpty Dumpty? Where are these people? Trashing Trump, trashing you? Always looking out for their own power and their own welfare? Well, that brings us to the close of another program. I've only been doing this how many years, Mr. Producer? My first days on WABC, we're pretty close to 20. Well, 02 would be 20 years, I guess, pretty much. Syndicated for how many years? 17, give or take? Wasn't too long after that. And I'm here because of you. Whatever success I have is because of you. I am deeply blessed by you folks in the audience, and I want to thank you. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, our truckers, our nurses, our doctors. All you folks that make this country work and are under attack, we stand with you shoulder to shoulder.
3: I will see you tomorrow. God bless you.